All right. Welcome back to our second half hour of our podcast here on July 10th. And we're in the book of First Peter, chapter 5. Uh, and we've got and we're talking about uh, the believers responsibilities. We've already talked about the responsibility of the elder, of the elders. And now we're in verse five of chapter five, first Peter five, five. And it says this, likewise, ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Let's stop there for just a minute. Um, what is this telling us? Well, uh, first of all, that you, you need to have a good leader, a good elder, a good feeder of the flock. And then you should, uh, you should be, try to be like that leader and elder. That doesn't mean to change your personality or anything like that. It means to be like him as a spiritual leader. And so uh, it says here, then we're to, uh, to submit, submit ourselves to the elders. And then it says we're to be subject one to another. Don't get to thinking you're better than some other believer. Don't do that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're a sinner saved by grace, and so is your brother. Sinner saved by grace. And so uh, we we should uh, be subject one to another. We should look out for somebody else's needs. We should probably be an example to a, to a younger believer uh, like the elders are. Yeah, and that's what this means. Be subject to one another. By the way, you people that are new in the faith, find someone who's mature in the faith and hang around with them. Then it says this. Um that were to you to uh, be humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Be humble? Why? Because without Christ, you're nobody. You're lost. You're you're headed for hell. You're, You're still wicked. You're still in your sins. And God is angry with the wicked every day. It says to be humble. Don't lord it over anybody. That's also part of God's four-point plan for healing a nation. There you go. Humility is taught throughout the Bible. Um, I wish we had the time to to take these individually, but uh, we're just giving you a brief sketch. But... uh, 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 we, we hope that this will suffice because it's in the word of God. It says, be humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Now, if you're lost, you're not even under the hand of God um, uh, as a sheep. Right. You're not your shepherd. You don't, even have a, you don't even have an elder that you can imitate because you're not saved. You're, you're not into the imitating 
uh, position. Well, if you're an unbeliever, I guess the elder that you might want to imitate would be uh, Joe Biden. You know, no, the, uh, no, don't do well, that. Isn't he the, the the most influential person on the right? Yep, that's what he He's says. The president. Yeah. So, so we're not, don't do that. Don't be that. Yeah, don't no, be that way. Yeah, that's that's for sure. We, there we had an elder, and uh, I was the I was the pastor, and we had the head of the elder board, a guy by the name of Warren Parr. God bless him. He was a great man, but be he was great because he was humble. He was what six feet six inches tall. He was tall. I yeah, exactly. yeah, a tall man. He's with the Lord now, but but uh, he was a great example to the believer, and he didn't consider himself better than anybody else. How do I know that? Because I I liked hanging around with him, and I knew what he was like. I knew what what his wife was like. She was great, mm -hmm. and she was a good example to the other wives of the church. It was it was super. And so and so, listen. Things are going to work out uh, if you if you just go by the word of God and humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That now, see, that's a word of purpose. Why? What? Why should I do that? Because it says here that He, that is God, may exalt you in due time. There's coming a time. When you that have humbled yourselves in the sight of God, there's going to come a time when God will exalt you in due time. I don't know what that time is. I think that I could give you a, uh, an opinion, but I'm not going to give you that opinion now uh, because uh, this, just take it for what it says for right now. Okay. Yeah. Then he says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, why why would you do that? Here's why. Here's here's what that verse is there for. This is this is what it's there for to combat anxiety, to combat fear, yep. to combat doubt. Mm -hmm. You will not have trouble with all of these things. If you will cast all your care, by the way, don't, don't, don't keep your, your, uh, private little doubts and, and fears in a closet someplace where, where only you can sit and suffer. It's not what God wants for you. No. Your private doubts and cares, your, your public counts and, uh, 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 doubts and cares and anxieties and, and he's, he's going to take care of all of them. Why? Because he is God. And he has t given you the responsibility of casting all your care upon him. All of it. Every bit of it. You want to have a happy life? Have a happy wife, for one thing. <laughs> Husbands, you hear, you hear what I'm saying? But yeah, I want to have a happy life. Cast all your cares upon him. Now, does that mean that you're going to cast all your responsibilities upon him? No. This is a responsibility that he's given 
you. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Cast all your cares upon him. Then it says in verse eight, and don't, don't mistake this. It says, it says, be sober, be vigilant. Now, sober means to be serious. Yeah. Get serious. Be serious about all of this stuff. And vigilant. Why? Vigilant means to be, you got to look, you got to look around. Well, why? Because if you let me finish the verse. I'm just leading you into the rest of the I know you are. Yeah. yeah. And, and thank you. Be, and, and that's just because your adversary. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife and I are not adversaries. We're one flesh. <laughs> yeah. She hurts. I hurt. You understand that? And and so it says this, your adversary, and then he just goes and it says who it is, the devil. Your adversary, your enemy the one who wants to defeat you. The hater of your soul. Yes, that's exactly what he is, the hater of your soul. He wants to defeat you. Your adversary is the enemy. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That You know, there's a scripture in Ephesians that says you take up the whole armor of God and you're supposed to take up the sword of the spirit that you may be able to stand against the devil. Get in the word of God, stay in the word of God, read it, heed it, memorize it, study it, rightly divide it. You can. What does that mean? What does what mean? Rightly dividing. That means you should uh, study the Bible dispensationally. And I yeah. think we'll do a, a podcast on dispensations in the near future. What do you think, Kurt? I think it's a good idea. I think it is too, because a lot of people don't understand that. Exactly. And dispensation is an administration, a, a time element administration of God's, of God dealing with men on earth. Uh, and some of the dispensations are, we're in the, we're in the sixth dispensation, which is the church age. Uh, the dispensation after that will be, uh, the tribulation and uh, you know the church age is five and the tribulation will be six and the millennium will be the seventh one mm-hmm. yeah of god dealing with men on earth mm-hmm. so study to self show yourself approved unto god rightly dividing the word of truth and we'll do that subsequently okay it says so he is a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour he's not doing you any good he'll tempt you yeah, well, it's just like he tempted Eve. And he he told Eve, oh, good, this is good. You eat that fruit and you'll be just like God, knowing good and evil. He was tempting her with evil because God said, don't eat from that tree. <laughs> the devil didn't want any, didn't want the best for Eve or Adam. No, no. He, you know what he really wants? He wants you to be in the same condition he is. Mm-hmm. And it says, okay, so he, he, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And then it says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. You can't be steadfast in the faith unless you're steadfast in the word of God. Steadfast in the faith, knowing, oh, We've got to know something. Yeah. Knowing 
that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He said, you, your affliction is no worse than anybody else's. You're not the only one rowing this boat. That's <laughs> right. You're not the only one suffering uh, from the, uh, you know, under the attack of the wiles of the devil. The other brethren are too. Yep. He's, he, he's, he walks about seeking whom he may devour. That's everybody. And so he wants, he wants you but God has you, and you need to understand that. Now, let's continue. Number six in these uh, in these responsibilities, we're supposed to resist the devil. The devil won't be bound until the millennial age. He's run. He's gonna. He's running loose now, and he's he is. Um, by the way, at the end of the millennium, he'll he'll be. Um, released out of, out of hell for after he's been bound for a thousand years and he'll get another shot at you. He really will. And so you got to resist him, devil, uh, the devil. Okay. Then it says in, in verse 10 of, of chapter five, but the God of all grace, folks, um, I've, I've got a, a booklet entitled Full of Grace and Truth. It's the entitled. I've written it. I've, I've had it printed. I've paid for the printing. I've been giving away copies. I've made a few. Uh, I'm going to make a few copies be, uh, of corrections because of some typographical errors. But it's entitled Full of Grace and Truth. And in that, uh, I, I talk about all the things that describe grace. And and when I came to this verse, it's, but the God of all grace. Now, folks, all doesn't mean all kinds, all sorts. It means all. All grace. Every bit of grace, everything that pertains to grace, everything that grace is, everything that grace does, comes directly from God. He is the source of all grace. And by the way, in James, it says, if you need more grace, God will give you that. Yep. He's got it all. So he's the, he's the only source of grace, and he is the whole supply of grace. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Wow. He's called us into eternal glory. Do we have it yet? We have it yet, but we haven't experienced all of it yet. What has to happen first? Jesus Christ has to rapture the church. Jesus Christ has to, uh, has to come back to the earth at the end of the tribulation. What uh, has to happen before the rapture? You have to get saved for one thing. It's in, it's in this verse. What does it say? Uh, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while. Aha. Uh -huh. See, there he goes, folks, teaching my lesson. <laughs> after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect. Yeah. See, you're not perfect now. Uh, there was a church uh, um, that, that has a, a, a program on our local channel here, and they have a praise team. And the praise team had the guitars, the bass fiddle, 
uh, the drums, the piano, uh, and 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 eleven people singing and waving their hands. They have a xylophone. Um, I don't think so. That, but well, I wouldn't surprise you. Gotta have a xylophone. And so they were singing. They were singing a chorus one day, and and uh, or a song one day, and the refrain. Uh, said this, the blood of Jesus courses through our veins. And they repeated it and repeated it. The blood of Jesus courses through our veins. The blood of Jesus courses through our veins. And folks, that's absolutely doctrinally, scripturally untrue. The blood of Adam still flows through our veins even after we are saved because our sin nature has not been obliterated yet because we are not made perfect yet. The God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. Boy, I've suffered a long time. I'm 81 years old. <laughs> Listen, I, I know what's at the end of the road. I can take care. I, I can take these things. We've been sick, haven't we, Sharon? Mm -hmm. We've suffered persecution by unbelievers. And uh, so can I can I say a word about something? You sure can. Okay. Now, did you know that every other religious system uh, or holy book that is that's uh, uh, taught uh, besides this one, besides yeah. the Bible, is completely and totally wrong. Uh, everything that's taught in it is is resistant and contradictory to the Bible. Here's how I know. Right here it says. Uh, in verse 10, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Now, that tells me that we are appointed a little suffering. Exactly. Where? While we're here. We're That's not it. in glory yet. That's right. So it's, you are going to suffer some here. Yeah. Hinduism. The search to eliminate all suffering, all suffering here on earth, not going to happen. Yeah. Contradictory to God's word. You're appointed to suffer a little bit. Yes, you are. All of you saved yes. and unsaved. Unsaved. Going to suffer while here on earth. Oh. Anybody that teaches you any different, or there's a way out of that, wrong. I just wanted to interject that, just yeah. just for for the because I'm I love comparative religion and yeah I know you do. And so they listen anything that is contradictory to what it says in here wrong. That's right. So by the I know way, that's dogmatic. Have you ever thought about this, Curtis? That maybe the reason. We're given to suffering, as that is, is that now we will appreciate. Oh, well, there's no doubt about. It. To me, it's just a reminder that when I'm God bought, takes us into glory, I'm bound, I'm bought and paid for. Yeah, yeah. That's just a reminder. Yeah, he says. So have you have suffered a while? Make you perfect, establish you. Where, where? Not right now. Right now, through the, through the suffering, establish you, strengthen you. Mm -hmm. Oh. Ooh, you have to hurt a little bit to get strength. When I was a coach, mm -hmm. I knew this. When I was a player at a, a football and baseball, uh, I, I knew that you had to 
I mean, you had to hurt before you, you got stronger. And I'd like to thank you for introducing me to that concept in high school, uh, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I hurt too much. I was a tough coach. Yeah, I really was. Yeah, yeah. but so is God. He, he wants yeah, he, he wants to strengthen us, and and suffering does that. It'll it will establish you, give you a good platform, strengthen you, and settle you. If you take the word of God seriously, if you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God, he's our comforter. John chapters 14, 15, and 16 says that, calls him the comforter. And so um, God, so trust God. And by the way, this is all talking to the younger, the responsibilities of the younger. Then he says this, and this is the, and we'll close with this. Peter says this. To him, that is Jesus Christ, be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Do you give God the glory? By the way, it is, you are his dominion. Yeah. He's the landlord of the earth, whether you like it or not. When Satan told Jesus, if you fall down and worship me, I'll give you all these nations. They weren't his to give. They already belong to God. So Satan's a fake. All right. So uh, uh, to him be glory forever and ever. And then he says by Silvanus. And a lot of Bible scholars believe that that is the actual name of Silas, who was a partner of oh, Barnabas. Yeah, that's right. and, and, they, and they knew the apostle Paul. And he says by Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein you stand. And I'm sending Silvanus with this letter to let you know that. That this is the grace wherein you stand. And then he says, the church is at the church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you. And so doth Marcus, my son. You see what he's telling the people, these people in the city they were at? He's saying, you've got brethren in other places. And they and they are going through the same things that you are. And, and, they, and they're awaiting God's glory, just like you are. Have some patience. Have some patience. Now, the church that is Babylon. Was there a church of Babylon? Yeah. Yeah. In the book of the Revelation, there was a big cry. Babylon the Great has fallen. Has fallen. Is that literal Babylon? Well, in Revelation, is it referring to literal Babylon? No, it isn't. No. No, it's the figurative Babylon. It is. Yeah. But here is it was there was a literal church at Babylon. Now, how did Babylon get to be such a stinking place? Somebody apparently did not take their responsibility as an elder seriously. Elders, think about this for a minute. The churches at that is Babylon um, elected together with you. Now, how are you get elected? You're chosen by the foreknowledge of God. You're chosen based on His foreknowledge that He knew who was going to be saved and who wasn't, and that's who's elect. 
We talked about that in the first chapter, the opening verses of First Peter. Right. <clears throat> it's not. It's this is this is not reformed theology. This is real theology. <laughs> Elected together with you, so so wherever you go, and there's a and there are Christians. You're you're all part of the same body of Christ. You're all a part of the bride of Christ. Um, so get yourself in a local assembly uh, that has a great pastor and a good example and a good feeder of the flock. And so he says, that, um, and he, he that's what he's saying. They're elected together with you. He salutes you. And so doth Marcus, my son. Now, does that mean Peter had a son named Marcus? No, it was uh, Marcus was the guy whom Peter led to the Lord. That's right. So, uh, Curtis, you're not just my son in the flesh. Right. I'm going to take credit for leading you to the Lord because yeah. of all the Bible verses we <laughs> we shoved down your <laughs> your tender little mind. And, and so at the age 10, you said, oh, that's what Dad's been that's, talking about. That's all what we've been going over. That's yeah, why yeah. Okay. I okay. get it. I get it. So you're my double son. I get it. Then it says this, and I'm going to close with this. And uh, and uh, I I don't know if I can do this or not. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Oh, you know what? I'll sell for the handshake and a hug. <laughs> and I think that this is figurative, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because a kiss was probably the greatest uh, uh, significant uh, form of yeah, form of expression of, of love. Expression of love. That's mm -hmm. right. So he said, "Greet ye one one another." With, with the highest part of love, because that's what charity is. Mm -hmm. uh, first, first Corinthians 13 uses the word charity uh, uh, eight times, and we call that the love chapter because it's the same word that's translated love. Mm -hmm. And so greet one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now let me ask you, believer, in your church, in your church, are you the promoter of peace or of division? Yeah. I'm going to leave you with that. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll give the invitation to receive Jesus Christ one more time. Please do so today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. There's no good works you can do to be saved. You can't just listen to this podcast and that would save you. No, you have to believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on your own behalf. Won't you do that today? God, our Father, we thank you for this time that you've given to us. We thank you for this privilege that you've given to us to preach and teach your precious and holy word. And especially to a lost and dying world, if there be any out there listening that's lost, please, Lord, may it be, may they be under great conviction today and respond to this invitation to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. And we'll be careful that you give the praise, that you get the praise and the honor and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Pastor, thank you for... For that wonderful lesson in First uh, Peter chapter five, uh, boy, we, we we come up with several different titles for that, didn't we? But 
appropriately, all of those could fit. Um, and, but I'll tell you what, uh, in such a short chapter, so many different, so so vast a message. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I can hardly wait to receive my crowns. Uh, I don't know how many or how few they will be, but uh, the only reason I can't wait is because is I'm going to have so much love and honor and respect for Jesus Christ when, for everything that he's done for me. It, it'll be my pleasure to lay that crown down at his yeah. feet. And uh, I, I look forward to that. I, you know, I really do. Remember one of those crowns is for an enduring affliction? Oh, yeah. My wife's going to have a crown. <laughs> Boy, she ever. <laughs> yeah. She may not be able to, to wear that one, you know. <laughs> so she's going to have to lay it. She might need, even need help laying that one at the yeah, meeting. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be a big crown. <laughs> that'll be a huge crown. Okay. Okay. All right. We, way, we, it's, it's not. It's not. I said to be humorous. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Thank goodness, because yeah. we, we can't help ourselves there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, thank you for tuning in today. Be with us as uh, as uh, we we uh, do another podcast this coming Tuesday. Don't know what we're going to do that one on yet. We're just going to. Well, it depends on if J.B. Hickson can do it. Yeah. And, and if, if, if not, then we're going to do second Peter. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Oh, be with us Tuesday, uh, whether it's us or JB or whoever we might have on. We never know. So be with us and, and uh, enjoy the word. And uh, until then, be safe. May God bless you and keep you. This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until Tuesday. We'll see you then.